Welcome back and welcome to our backstory conversation with Pat Spaulding. Pat Spaulding, after that, wow, you need no introduction, but you get one anyway. For those of you relatively new to True Tales Live, Pat was one of the founding members, John Lovering, Amy Antonucci, Pat, and I, in that order, were the founding four, going all the way back to WSCA radio days. And Pat was the original interviewer sometimes interviewing two tellers at one time. Pat, you came up with the title for our backstory conversation. And sometime after our move to PPMTV, you focused on emceeing while I stepped into the backstory. So this means that tonight we have the current backstory interviewer interviewing the original interviewer. Very small world. <laughs> anyway, let's plunge in. <clears throat> You've been storytelling as a puppeteer for almost 40 years, over 30, as Amy mentioned, and you've noted that as well. But puppeteering is not a common life goal, we could agree. And puppeteering is a particular kind of storytelling. So could you share a little bit more about how you got started, what drew you to it? Yeah, I did it for the money. Um, well, I actually was went to college, had um, an art major, and I didn't want to teach. I, I didn't. I couldn't figure out any job that I really wanted, but I liked making things and I liked um, making fabric things in particular and, uh, you know, working with textures and textiles. And my friend Nance, who actually watched the sh show too, she did, um, she liked that too. So Nance and I pulled our efforts. We made some puppets just for the heck of it. And uh, somebody saw him in a, an exhibit, asked for a show. We figured, okay, we could put a show together. So we put a show together. One thing led to another. Before we knew it, we were doing like birthday parties. This was back in the early 70s or 73, something like that. And um, there was a, a demand for that sort of thing. We actually got asked by the New Hampshire State Council on the Arts to... Um, to join them <laughs> you have to, without even trying because they were just looking for um, artists. And I, it just grew. It, I would not have chosen it, but um, I mean, if I were to sit down and say, well, what do I want to be? I think I'll, oh, I'll <laughs> Exactly. Um, yeah, it's just, I fell into it. And, and, we, and we were able to make a living at it, which is, Amazing. I wouldn't recommend it. <laughs> now, first person storytelling and puppeteering are really very different kinds of storytelling forms. John Loring launched what became True Tales Live in November of 2013, and you pretty much plunged in right away. What led you to do so? Well, I've been doing first person stories right alongside the puppetry because because I was, well, I, I started that in probably 83, just because I was single at the time. And I think the first stories that I made had to do with being single, being a single woman and how do you navigate this? But I did it, what I thought was like a humorous way. Um, when I look back on it, it's like, oof, that was scary stuff. Ha ha. Anyway, I, um, I just, again, I, I didn't set out to uh, tell first-person experience stories. I just did it because I I needed to share things that were going on that I thought were kind of interesting and weird. And does somebody else 
feel this way? And people, um, I got a fairly good response. And so I, I kept doing it alongside puppetry because I didn't want to get into this to make a living at it because that is too scary. I got into some, well, bad audiences situations, not like mean spirited or anything, just things that didn't work. And with the puppets, you are telling a story through the puppets. A puppet is the one that is the actor. And so you're kind of hiding behind the actor. You're just, and it's it's easier. It's just, there's There's less pressure. When you tell a story, it's you and boom. I mean, you're creating the whole world and there, that's a lot of pressure. So it's harder, I think, than puppetry. That makes sense. Yeah, you're not, there's no no veil to hide behind. Yeah, right. But in an email to me, you noted that I was surprised to discover when first telling first person stories that the most common theme in them was loss. You continued, I told my stories with humor, but none of my stories are primarily entertaining comedies. I'd venture to say that probably all of them, bottom line, are about loss. And Pat, this somewhat mirrors my own sense that I've mentioned before, that there's a kind of built-in bias in storytelling. The story should be funny or have a happy ending or both. So I wonder what your thoughts are about this whole area. Well, I was surprised that it was actually an audience member in my late eighties, maybe that enjoyed the show, but said that he was surprised that they all, this all story seemed to be about loss. And I was getting laughs at this audience. I thought, what? Right. <laughs> I was, I was How can you fit together? But um, when I really analyze it, it's like, that's what I need to share. Maybe that's not what I want to share. That's what I need to share. That's what, um, and I do believe that you can laugh alongside it. That's how you move through life. But man, just, I mean, nobody has a like, oh, I have a happy life. Everybody <laughs> suffers loss. That's just the, the way it is, you know, with with life. That's, that's part of the deal. And so um, you just, jump in and let's let's see what we can make of this you know sort of a buddhist notion is it now well maybe yeah. i'm a buddhist well i, I respect when it comes very. down to it we're all dealing with suffering one way or another yeah and yeah. The, you might say the work or the challenge of life is how do you meet that challenge or how do you transform suffering in your own life in your own way you keep on going well anyway um, you also shared that business that two of the questions that you struggle struggle with when you're putting together a new story are, one, what is this story about? And two, which is even more interesting to me, why am I telling this story? So reflect, if you would, on how important actually are those questions to you and how do you resolve them? Or maybe a better way for me to put it is, for you, Pat, what are the key ingredients in resolving those questions? Not expecting to resolve them. <laughs> I think that's probably the the best answer. I mean, I, I do believe that they're worthy questions. It's worth thinking about. And when I, um, I've done a few shows, like this actually, this presentation felt to me like a mini show. Oh, know, absolutely. Um, all those stories are related. And when I've Put shows together. I've had um, a, a wonderful um, 
coach and dramaturge. I worked with um, Liz Corbeck and Emerson, and she would ask me that. And she is a Buddhist. <laughs> so we would keep, we'd, we'd stop rehearsals, you know, because I'd be like just on it. And, and she would say, So what is this story about? It's like, Well, it's about, you know, and bottom line what is it about what that's what happened it's hard it's hard to answer that but you have to think about it and why are you or why you're telling it what are you giving to the audience in telling this story what are you sharing and it's good to know that or have a bit of an idea but i can never really define it. in fact with this particular series of stories i intended to, to talk about the whole process of downsizing and getting rid of stuff, but it very quickly moved to letting go. And that is the, that's the gist of problems with downsizing. You've got to face letting go. And what are you letting go of? What do these objects represent? You know, there's plenty of, you know, books will tell you about that, but it it's, it's true. That's what you're looking at. Well, and I think, uh, those of us who are of a certain age, uh, I'm a few years older than you are, uh, letting go is sort of the natural, what, challenge point, you might say. Oh yeah, we're we're all in it now. A, yeah, lot, of, yeah. a lot of old people getting rid of stuff <laughs> that the kids don't want. Uh-huh. Well, good. Um, <laughs> I guess sort of related to the previous question, another question that I almost always have is, and I think this applies particularly to your work as a coach, a storytelling coach and coaching in the workshops. What kind of advice would you give a new or aspiring storyteller or even someone who's been telling stories for a while but could use some more coaching? Um, as you kind of reflect on that, what advice would you would you give? Yeah. Well, other than don't do it unless you absolutely have to. <laughs> <laughs> why why do you like, say that? Because <laughs> it's hard. I mean, this first person uh, storytelling thing, don't, um, don't think it's easy. Okay. Don't go into a story unless you want to dig deep and and unless you're prepared that this should be hard don't think it's going to be easy it's it's not one of the things that um i've always kind of not known how to advise about is when people tell first person stories you're supposed to just tell them orally and and the you know there's a big idea and i kind of believe too that you know learning and telling a story orally and just giving to the audience without the written word that's you know the way you ought to do it but i can't i'm a writer and i i write to tell so i uh when i write a story i am talking out loud and i am changing the words based on what feels good to my mouth and um i do think that you should not memorize a story but that's a hard thing, you know, to, to work with, to write it down and edit it and try to figure out what you want to say, what you don't want to say, and then not memorize it. It's, um, 
but there's it's a it's a finesse thing and i don't even know how to describe it it's sort of like you you kind of have to work with it figure it out and and oh big thing big thing bounce it off others you know tell it to tell the stories to somebody else before you try to perform it that's huge um, yeah do that <clears throat> i think at least to some extent you and i share the same philosophy someone said to me years ago which i found a little surprising david you write and talk the exact same way and i thought i didn't really know what that meant what do you mean i talk the way i write or i write the way i talk well it turns out that what i when when i write uh, a sentence isn't a sentence unless it can be delivered on a single breath. It's sort of the same idea. So I think, so to me, writing is the basis of storytelling. But the call of storytelling, as you're saying, is a call to authenticity. And uh, Well, you can be an authentic writer for sure, but I've found that my stories have never stayed on the page easily. I don't write for the page. Right. And um, they're they're written to tell. I would like them to land on the page and stay there, but they don't, because <laughs> I can't publish anything unless it stays on the page. <laughs> <laughs> well, friends, this brings us to the end of our conversation with Pat. Pat, thank you so much for all of your stories. What a remarkable evening you shared with all of us. Please consider this a verbal hug from me and indeed from all of us at True Tales Live. It's all so good. Yeah. And this brings us to the end of our program. Just a couple of brief reminders along with lines of what Amy mentioned. Our next event is next week. Our workshop is Tuesday, March 7th, 7 to 8.30. If you have a story you want to try out, try it out on our workshop. Pat Spaulding will be there. Work is a great yeah, place well, to start. Yeah. <laughs> Sign up on our website. Learn more about us at truetaleslivenh.org. And while you're there, sign up for our newsletter, True Tales, Time, True Tales Times. Our next show, as Amy mentioned, Tuesday, March 28th, on the theme of social change, our annual social activism and social justice show. Please plan to log on. And mark your calendar, True Tales Live will be live on stage at Portsmouth Senior Center, Friday, June 30th at 6.30 p.m. Plan to join in. Updates and information will be posted online on our website and in our newsletter. And tonight's show will be posted on PPM TV's YouTube channel, thanks to our editor and producer, John Lovering. Fantasy fiction author Lance Conrad writes, there is wisdom out there that can't be relayed in musings or sage advice. Like the complexity of life itself, it simply won't condense. It can only be shown in its entirety. It takes a story. That's our program for tonight. Thanks to Pat and our crew and you. My name is David Prainer. Good night.